five, four, three, two, one. We are on. Welcome to the Bronze Compass Podcast. My name is Matthew. And today what we're going to be looking at is a continuation of yesterday's podcast, which was that what we need to do is strengthen the mother and the father in their roles in order to create and strengthen the culture and enforce or reinforce the necessities and uh, purpose of life, which is procreation, the continuance of biologic matter in its designated form. So how do we do that? Well, there's two ways you can do it. First way, you can force it. Or the second way, you can let it grow organically on its own. If we look at the plus and the minuses of these ways, we have to look at how do you force or enforce a behavior that you wish to come about. So for example, you want man and woman to marry, you want them to have kids, and you want them to to continue on the species in your preferred culture, whatever preferred culture that is. Well, if you enforce it or force it to become, then what you have done is you have enslaved the people. They do not have a choice about the matter. They have to do it no matter what. And what you get in a situation like this is pushback. You get people who they may comply with the order. There may be even some people who enjoy the order and wish to you know, be the rising star within that order by having as many kids as possible. But what usually happens with a forced situation is forced attitude. Now think back and and think about your childhood, you as a teenager, you as a kid. Maybe you have kids, teenagers and children, etc. Have you ever noticed that anytime you try to force a kid to do anything, it really creates the exact opposite effect of what you want. You yell at a kid and the kid is going to yell back, maybe pout. Maybe they'll do the thing that you want them to do, but they usually have a bad attitude about it, right? Even if you just give them a request or an order and you're nice about it, they usually try to kick back, force back, push back, and give some excuses to why not to do it. And if they don't, then they usually give bad attitude and don't do it. Where the opposite is true with children. If you give them a reward or make it look like their idea, maybe you just leave it up to them as a choice of whether they want to do A or B and let them choose which one. Sure, you may want them to choose A, but you give them choice B so that they have the option, so that they see. And the choices between A and B, A and B, of course, is going to be the better one because that's the one you want. But that choice right there gives them the idea that there are other possibilities. And that thought of other possibilities then causes them to reinforce what you have said to them as a better idea. So how would we do that in a society? 
in a society, there is no true way to force someone to do something you want without mass punishment. This usually comes a state of fear. A state of fear is a police state, a state where the people themselves do not want to participate in the culture, in the country, in the position, because they fear any kind of outside influence on themselves or repercussions for stepping out of line. This fear will force them not only to comply, but to give minimal effort. So if you look at many places that have had a forced position where they have to have children or they have to behave in a certain way, you will find that minimal effort is given. So let's look at this. Slavery throughout the world has always caused the greatest atrocities on the planet. And there have other, been other atrocities that have been just as great, but slavery as a whole, not only does it hurt the slave, but it hurts the slaver. Slavery forces people to do minimum effort just to survive mentally and physically. Maximum effort is usually not rewarded not given anything extra other than extra work and therefore demands a minimum effort output from the slave. This means that a person that normally could dig the ditch, sow the harvest, reap the harvest, you know, plant the trees, whatever you want the slave to do, you know, a regular person could get two, three times as much done as a slave. But the slave can't do that because if the slave does that, there is not going to be a rest. There is not going to be a time off. There is not going to be a reward at the end that gives them the satisfaction of a job well done and thus a mental break from the hard work that they've done. This makes it so that you have to have two, three, four, five times as many slaves than would be necessary if you were just employing the person to do the job. And you see that through all of history and through um, all every culture. It was once thought that Egypt used slaves to create the pyramids at Giza. Now, anybody who studies the Pyramids of Giza has understood that the Great Pyramid of Giza is probably one of the most complicated uh, buildings on the planet, with over two million blocks having to be put in place within one thirty-second of a degree pointing true north, and having eight sides at the same time and be complete within 20 years. They're saying that slaves did that work. Well, everybody believed that because they thought, oh, why would somebody build something that big unless they had slave labor? Well, current archaeology has found out that slave labor was not even come close to building that uh, building, that it was a religious requirement to the people as well as a capitalist requirement of the people where you went because it was a religious duty and you were paid for it. And so you doing your duty to your chosen God 
is something that is satisfactory to the regular person. And at the same time, you are getting paid for it. And therefore, the recompension is enough to help with the labor and the breakdown of the body and the mind. You eventually have a time um, to rest and you have money in your pocket to survive in a way that you choose to. That is what is necessary to promote a better people in society. Recompension for the service that they give. Well, we want the people to serve in a way to procreation, to continue on the species, as well as the culture and the people and the country. So how do we recompense that? How do we compensate for that? Well, you can't force it. We've already looked at that in just a brief two minutes. We can see that, that any form of force is going to be viewed as slavery by the participants and therefore as something that is hateful and wrong and will receive pushback and uh, non-compliance or at least minimal compliance. So how do we promote maximum compliance? Maximum compliance can only be done with freedom. People have to choose the way they want to live. So if you want people to choose family, children, and a continuation of species, culture, and people, they have to see the very truth that this is what is wanted and desired, that we need fathers in the home raising kids by providing for the family, where we want mothers in the home raising kids by being the homemaker and the nurturer. You can't force this. I want to reiterate this. You cannot force the people into this because this is a form of personal choice and personal slavery. They are sacrificing their time, their effort, their talents, their wherewithal, their mental capacity, their physical being, everything to raise a family. Therefore, you want the maximum output from that couple and from that family. And the only way to achieve that is for them to derive personal satisfaction from this. And by deriving personal satisfaction from this, they will maintain the ability to be able to raise those children and receive maximum personal satisfaction and compensation from it. So in our society, how do we create this moment? How do we create this, this culture where what we do is we um, promote or give back to a people to be the continuation of culture, the continuation of species, the continuation of the country. First off, in our current culture and climate right now in the country, we need to acknowledge what is. We need to look at and realize that what we're doing as a people is not working. The average family right now in America is looking at approximately 1.9 children per couple. That's less than continuation rate. 
the country is growing at approximately 2.2 to 2.7, depending upon whose numbers you're looking at, um, children per couple. But that's only because we have both legal and illegal immigration making up for the rest of it. And most countries in and throughout the world is, are having this problem, except for those countries that are not technologically advanced. These are usually countries that you look at and are calling them the third world, even the second world. First world countries are not growing. They are not continuing their culture. They're not continuing their, their place, their race, their state, their country, their history. Anything that anybody can consider important to them is not going to be continued in the very long distance. Now, could things change? Sure, things could change. But if a people drop from, say, 150 million down to 50 million in a matter of three generations, you basically have a loss of almost everything within the culture. And you definitely will have a loss of country because you're either going to lose a war because you don't have the manpower to the people next door, or you're going to lose the country to immigration because people are going to see that you have empty space and you have jobs available in that empty space and they're going to come in and they're going to take it. Now, whether that's right or wrong, that's a political thing. We're not going to look at the political thing right now. What we're looking at right now is the cultural thing and looking at it as right or wrong. In the culture of America right now, we have basically four forces. We have a moderate right and a moderate left, a extreme right and extreme left. And it's not so much a right and a left issue, even though Americans are built upon believing everything is a right and left issue. What we're basically looking at is a positional issue that is center and antithetical to the people and their well-being. What do I mean by this? Let's take feminism. Feminism has done a great service to women in that it has taken women by that has been basically forced by the culture and the attitudes of people out of the kitchen and into the limelight and being able to be who and what they are. This is a good thing because now the woman, the female of the species within the American borders, has the choice to be what they want to be. The problem with the current feminist movement, however, is that it has not been a movement of women's rights and women's attitudes and whatever a woman chooses is correct. Let her be who she wants to be. Don't force her into a position that she does not want to be in. It's not that. It is, how can we take the female and prove that she is a man with boobs or without male genitalia? There's nothing there that's special for the woman. She loses her place as a person in trying to put her into the same hole that the men goes into the man being the round peg going into a round hole the woman going to a square peg into a square hole and now you're sitting there going well let's take this square peg turn it into a round hole and just say she's the exact same thing as a man and boom well if that's the truth if a woman is nothing more than the exact same thing as a man why would there be a difference biologically 
why did evolution or nature or nature's God or God create women differently from men or vice versa? It's simple because there's different roles, there's different needs. And anytime that we deny that, we are hurting anybody who chooses to be a part of that role. For example, women who decide to stay home, be homemakers, housewives, etc., are looked down upon by society and especially by academia as individuals who are incompetent or uneducated, unlearned, or downright stupid. This is ridiculous. This is madness. This destroys people. This destroys families. This destroys the country. People need the freedom to choose what they want. If she wants to work, that's her choice. If she wants to be a homemaker and have six kids, that's her choice. We need to support that. We need to move on from the bigotry that we've had in the past and realize that people are individuals with freedom. That freedom comes from nature and from nature's God. And it is a choice just by being a person that you have. The same thing is for men. On the right-hand side or on one side, there are these um, male uh, rights groups and, and movements like MGTOW, where they say that women are bad. Women are the, the evil that has beset men and have ruined their lives and, and made things hard for them. And they cite all these statistics like divorce rates, mostly coming from women and, and things of that nature. Women get most of the uh, custody. Women get all of the alimony, well, most of it, and that type of thing. Well, it's one of those things in life that if that is what's happening to you, you need to put yourself in a position that it doesn't happen to you, number one. Number two, those things are there because of the nature of things before we have a truly free society, a society where people are treated equal across the board. Most of these laws were put in place, we have to remember, when women weren't given job opportunities and education opportunities that men were. And the expectation of women to have that education and those job opportunities was not there. And so because of that, women would go into a relationship unprepared for that relationship to end, either by the death of the male or by a divorce. And so uh, compensation was demanded so that she would be able to survive. Okay. That's fantastic. That's good. That was a good thing. Well, we've gotten to a point where that's no longer necessary and that's no longer a thing. And we need to look at that and realize that that is how it is. But in their sense of these are wrongs against men, the MGTOW movement is now into a movement of nothing more than bashing on women. Now, do both sexes deserve to be bashed on? Yeah, everybody's made mistakes. Suck it up. Get over it forgive each other and move on. We're not here for retribution. We should be here for recompension and repentance. Change, change your mind, change your heart, change your attitude and move on. We should be a people where we recognize the faults that have happened now and in the past, find a way and a solution to move forward and get over ourselves. That is what is necessary and what is needed. So what do we have to do to be able to achieve that? What we have to do now more than ever is calm down. We have to step back and realize that everybody has a grievance. 
Everybody has a problem. Everybody has uh, bridges they have to cross, trials they have to go through, barriers they have to jump, and realize that with everybody having problems, we need to alleviate these problems as much as possible, not through retribution, but through compassion. We need to empower people to take control of their own lives and make themselves the better person that they want. And when they realize on their own as single individuals that being alone going through the world is not the way to go through the world, they will then correct their course and get married and have companionship and then show a future generation that companionship and family is the way to go. And through that, and by allowing both the man and the woman to be themselves how they choose to be, we will then be able to have a much better culture and a much better companionship and a much better family unit where two people, partners who are working towards the same goal can pull the same burdens together from opposite sides of the coin or opposite sides of any issue, the feminine and the masculine. And we see the feminine and the masculine in everything in nature. And so by empowering people to return to a natural state of being, they will then make the choices that are necessary to secure the strength of that family unit. Freedom, it's the answer. It was in the past, it is nowadays. Empathy and compassion, it's the key to understanding letting people change into something better instead of forcing people to bow to their will, whether there are grievances or not. We must be patient, be empathetic, and have compassion to each other, both as individuals and as groups, in order to achieve the wanted desire that we have. Because force is going to create what we've seen in the past, a lackluster and minimalist effort on the participants involved. Freedom is now, and always will be, the answer to all questions. Thank you for joining me. My name is Matthew. This is the Bronze Compass Podcast. We are out in one, two, three, four, five.